the FA Cup replay that no one really wanted as Luton Town go to the Tough Sheet Stadium in Bolton on Tuesday night to take on Bolton Wanderers with a fourth round tie away to Crystal Palace or Everton. The reward for the winners to preview the replay alongside me. I've got the Lutonian journalist James Cunliffe and trust board member Helen Gatwood. Are we ready to do this? Grand dog day. We'll preview it after this intro. Welcome along to another episode of the Luton Town Supporters Trust podcast. I'm Kev. As I said before the intro, uh, once again this week we're joined by the Lutonian journalist James Cunliffe and Trust board member Helen Gatwood. Before we start this preview to the Bolton episode, our condolences go out to the friends and family of Ian Perslow, the Bolton Wanderers fan who sadly passed away uh, having suffered a cardiac arrest during their home game with Cheltenham on Saturday. That game was abandoned and obviously having suffered that incident ourselves last month, we know exactly how tricky and awkward uh, the situation is. So our friend, uh, our thoughts go out to his friends, his family and everyone at Bolton Wanderers for what must be quite a distressing time. And we hope that anyone who saw that incident on Saturday, if they need help, uh, please do speak up about it. Uh, as I say, I, I saw it myself um, with Tom Lockyer and it is distressing. So if you are struggling, please do get the help that you need. There is absolutely no shame in that whatsoever. The thoughts of uh, the podcast, uh, Luton Town Supporters Trust, and I guess Luton fans as a whole uh, will extend um, their regards really. Absolutely, yeah. The horrible situation sort of brings it home. Just how serious uh, the lucky one was, wasn't it? Really, and um, you know, we're obviously glad that that one's okay. But um, yeah, heartbreaking stuff. Indeed. If you are going to the game on Tuesday night uh, and you're a Luton fan, uh, there is going to be a tribute to Ian before the game. So if you're arriving quite late, as I guess many will, if they've uh, left work late and going up last minute. Uh, if you get into the ground late, do please be aware that there will be some sort of tribute, be it a form of minute silence or something. Um, so just be wary as you come in to the away end on the night. And I think there is some sort of tribute being planned amongst their fans as well. So we'll share that on social media if we get any details of that. But yeah, our thoughts go out to his friends, family and all those affected. Okay, uh, there is a replay to preview though. Uh, H, it's probably fair to say it's a replay that, well, we certainly didn't want in light of the fact that we've just been up there to play Burnley. And also, I think Rob alluded to it, the players were going to go on a nice warm weather training camp. Um, had they not have had this replay, my, I do believe they're going after it now, but it just, it just altered enough plans really to make it a bit of an, not inconvenience, just an annoyance really. Definitely. You know, we obviously were meant to be playing Burnley uh, on the Monday and that was changed last minute due to having to have the replay up in Bolton. It's just an extra game that we could have done without two trips up north in quick succession, as you say, is not ideal um, for the players or the fans. Um, 
but we'll be there in our numbers to support the boys um, and hopefully get a result. Indeed we will. Yeah, not overly sure of the ticket situation. Uh, keep an eye on all the club sort of um, official stuff. If it, be, it may well become pay on the night, I don't for one minute assume that we're going to sell out that entire away end. It looks pretty big. And um, as I say, probably lessons in importance after the Burnley game. But, you know, there's a fourth round spot at the F- in the FA Cup up for grabs. There is, and if you, I suppose if you can make it, and you've not been able to get many games, then you've got to try and snap it up. If you can, it's a long old way to go. But, um, you know, I've, despite the result, despite the game being a bit of a dud, I've, it doesn't lessen my love for the FA Cup any any less. I, I still want to get through it. Um, it's going to be a very, uh, very tough task because um, as they showed, as we thought they would be, they would be a very good, confident side. And there was very little to pick between those sides in the first half really it's um it was all looting in the second and fair play they they dug in and restricted looting to very little so they've got their rewards they've got their financial rewards as well which you can't begrudge anyone i wouldn't want for one second be giving it the thomas frank on this they they deserve it they deserve the replay uh good on them they got some cash Uh, they're going to get some cash out of it and they'll be thinking that they can get into the next round as well there was a lot of frosty comments from bolton fans on our preview show uh, sorry on um on our review show from the first game telling me they came to win i mean come on now let's not take the piss <laughs> you uh you didn't come to win you didn't have a shot of any note on target until the 85th minute and even james trafford would have saved that that's how poor that shot was in fact the closest she came to scoring was when our own goalkeeper tried to punch the ball away and it came off the top yeah. of his fists and thankfully went over the crossbar so let's not you know make out anything that isn't but surely they're going to come out with a little bit more intent in this one yeah you'd think so because they'll be at home and they'll they'll fancy it um and Luton have got to be up to that task really I mean you know it's it's a stretch to say that they'll they'll come out and score loads of goals because they didn't look like it at Kenilworth Road and we we really I think we did a decent job of talking up the likes of Dion Charles you know Northern Irish international scored a hat for in in League One, but he didn't. He didn't have a sniff really, and um, and you know, I'd fancy Luton's defence to be doing that again, to be keeping them at arm's length. But um, they'll this time have uh, the noise, you know, you know, five tenfold of what they had at Kenilworth Road, and and I'd be fair to them, they were one of the best sets of fans that we've had at Kenilworth Road this season. You know, really loud, and that's what it's all about. That's the FA Cup in it. They they believed that some magic can happen and they'll believe it again. Yeah, they will. Yeah, I mean, if that was them coming to win at our place, then we should have no problems in the replay because, like you say, they didn't, they just didn't offer anything other than a goalkeeper who time-wasted an awful lot. Um, It's a big game though, isn't it, Hager? But do you want us to play our strongest side, kind of like we did in that first game? Or is it a game that we've just played on Friday night, let's just rest some of them? I guess the flip side of that is we don't have a game this weekend because of this stupid Premier League winter break nonsense. So there's no real harm in playing the first team again because they're going to have the better part of two weeks to rest afterwards. I think I'd go for a a strong squad. I was quite um, surprised when I saw how strong the squad was for the first game at Kenilworth Road um, and thought, oh, actually, Rob Edwards is, you know, he's he's in this to to win this. Um, Unfortunately, we didn't manage to score, forcing this replay. But yeah, I think we'll go out with a a strong squad 
um, probably change it up a bit in the second half um, so they don't have to play quite so long maybe and then they can go off and enjoy their break, recuperate, ready for when we're back at Kenworth Road. Dubai, I believe, is the destination where they're going on this uh, warm weather train in um, Malarkey. So uh, bring the sun back, lads, will you? Because <laughs> um, by all accounts, it's going to snow up in Bolton on Tuesday. So that's happy days. If it snows, right, if any of you players, management or anyone else are watching this, 90 minutes. Don't need no more. <laughs> Don't need none of that extra time penalty cobblers that we had at Wembley. 90 minutes. If you want me to come on and score the winning goal for you, I'll gladly do it. But 90 minutes. Because I remember in this exact round last year, we were in the exact same situation at Wigan. It was absolutely Baltic and I was about to cry. And then thankfully we scored in the last five <laughs> minutes or whatever it was and saved ourselves. Don't need none of that nonsense again. Just someone score. Let's get home. I was going to say a reasonable hour, but it won't be at a reasonable hour anyway. And um, crack on. Do you see it's going full strength? Yeah, why not? You've got this break um, and a winter break. Had a bit of warm weather stuff to, to look forward to. And by the way, for the interest of balance of all your Man City and Newcastle fans who had a go at me for moaning about uh, your owners and that, I, I wouldn't be going to Dubai, to be quite honest. But, you know, yeah, not my decision, is it? But... Um, yeah, go full strength as, as much as possible. But in saying that, full strength can mean a lot of different things, really, because Jordan Clark has now come to the fore in the last two games. He needs more more game time. I've no doubt he'll get it. Um, and the, the players that came on um, in uh, substitutes uh, did what they needed to as well, made an impact. So I, I think there can be a little bit of um, little bit of room for manoeuvre in, in in the side and, and you can still call it a strong side but um, it doesn't matter ultimately it doesn't matter you've got to prove that you're the Premier League side and get the job done Prove that we're the Premier League side do we need to win this H because obviously under Rob Edwards and he's cracked absolutely everything at this club but he hasn't cracked beating lower league sides I mean he's we've obviously gone out of this cup last year at Grimsby in has to be said, pretty embarrassing fashion, really. There was nothing in that performance at all. We were slightly better at Exeter this season, but again, we've gone out to a League One side. If it happens a third time, you're kind of like wondering why, really, because we're definitely good enough to to beat these teams. And as you say, we played a team in the first game that was much stronger than everyone expected, but we still didn't win it. If we're going to play a team as strong again, they really do have to show their Premier League class and win this game. Yeah, you, we've got to be winning games like this. You know, we're we're Premier League now. We know we've improved. We've got better. We've got the likes of Barkley, Townsend, for you know, for starters. And yeah, it's just why can't we beat lower teams? It's almost like I don't know. We sh- we struggle against the lower teams, but the bigger teams in the Premier League, we've really kind of gone out and stood up and gone all out. But that's what we need to do against against Bolton on Tuesday because we should have had that wrapped up in the in the first round in the first leg at home. Yeah, and I mean that sounds disrespectful to Bolton what I just said and it don't I don't mean it to sound disrespectful it's just you know cups are a big thing for Luton fans. You know obviously our greatest moment was in 1988 in the cup and since then we've had the JPT and we've obviously had a run to the semi-final of this one a couple of uh, near enough quarterfinals and, and good runs. 30 years ago that was but it's, this year it is. No, <laughs> indeed yeah, but it's just like it's just annoying like 
you want a cup run. Of, of course, we want to stay in the Premier League. Don't get me wrong. We, but you'd like a cup run. You're now in one of the top 20 teams in the country. So the kind of pyramid tells you that you should have a cup run. So then if that cup runs halted against a lower league side, and I completely understand being on the opposite end of it when we've done it and killed all the giants that we did in 94. So don't get me wrong. But, you know, days like Wembley last season were just so magical. Just to get there again would be fantastic with whatever happens in the Premier League. And so to if you're losing the FA Cup to Man City or to Tottenham or to Arsenal or whoever... Well, okay, that's going to happen. But at least let's get to those kind of games rather than lose to a lower league team who really and truly we should have beat the first time around. This is what I was trying to put across in the the preview podcast for the first game against Bolton. It's it's not that I it's not that I'm being we're being disrespectful or anything, but if you're a Premier League side, then we're only just learning this now, so we're new to this because for a long time we were playing teams and we we were the underdogs and, you know, we came close against Newcastle, first first non-league team to put out a Premier League team up at Norwich. Um, what was that, 10 years ago as well now? Um, and all these sort of great cup memories that we have. But when you get to the Premier League, unless you're getting to the latter stages, and certainly when you're playing teams from lower leagues, there's a saving face aspect of it. You've just got to get the job done and you're damned if you do and damned if you don't. All you can do is win the game and... That's that, that's ultimately what you got to do. So, um, you know, the, I, I want to go deep, and there's a chance to go deep in this um, competition because if Luton get past Bolton, then Crystal Palace and Everton, albeit away, but beating both those sides so far, you can get into the next round, and then it starts to get a little bit more interesting. The the FA Cup. So, I mean, it's interesting to me anyway. I like the FA Cup, but it doesn't hold the same allure at the moment because. Well, you can't play, it can't be a situation where you get drawn against a big team and play a big team. You're playing those now. We're getting used to that. And it's it's mad for me to say, I'm not being arrogant at, at all, but that's that's the world we're living now. Yeah, it is. And also we've had like six months of, ah, oh, you don't deserve to be in the Premier League and our oh, Luton aren't big enough to be in the Premier League and all this crap. And then if you lose to team two divisions below you then it just fuels that fire doesn't it so let's and I remember when we lost to Exeter we obviously we hadn't won a league game at the time anyway it was like a pile on wasn't it mm. and just we're doing so much good stuff let's just silence any of that nonsense win the game and um, like you say Crystal Palace or Everton I mean it's not highlight real draw is it but it's a winnable game so many Premier League teams have already gone out of this competition and there's loads of all Premier League ties in the next round. If you can get past this one and the next one, chances are there's only half the teams left that are in the Premier League and then there really is a chance to do some damage. Yeah, definitely. We we, we need to we need to go with the enthusiasm to to win that game, get through to the next round. As you say, we've beaten Crystal Palace and Everton already this season. Um no reason why we can't beat them again. Keep going. Yeah, um, you know that they, they are, they are, they are winnable games. And if you get past Crystal Palace and Everton, and of course we do still have to get there. I can't keep stressing that. But if we do, we're in the last sixteen of the cup. There is no fixture congestion because the only time that it clashes with a Premier League fixture is the quarter final, which I think, if memory serves, is when we're. At Crystal Palace anyway so the chances are if we play Crystal Palace in the next round 
one of us wins that goes on to the fifth round the chances are they win that fifth round so that game gets moved anyway so um it really does open right up and obviously ahead of the fifth round it looks like Liverpool's going to get moved now so that frees up that kind of area so it, it it's not really going to be an inconvenience in terms of the amount of games that we play, as long as we don't have to keep on needing replays all the time. But of course, there's only the next round that has replays anyway. They go from the fifth round onwards. So there's no real reason not to have a right good go at this. And it actually pisses me off when teams like, I'd rather, and we haven't done this, but when teams do say, you clearly rest everyone with their priority on the league because... A few wins, particularly when, you know, you're not winning many games, a few wins can do wonders for confidence. I remember, was it right back in the day when Chesterfield had that um, run again and they got Middlesbrough in the semi-final, didn't they? I think Middlesbrough made the final of both cups that season. They did, yeah. It obviously did no harm to their form because I think, although they got relegated, I think they got relegated on the last day of the season, but they were a lot lower down Middlesbrough before those cup runs. So it can actually have a positive effect if you allow it to. Well, there's psychological aspects to all these um, little micro moments in football matches. And we're talking about just coming off that apparently controversial, which wasn't controversial, goal against Burnley in the Premier League, which got a point. Everybody goes into that game in the league calling that a six-pointer. I mean, it never is, but they they call it a six-pointer. The confidence it gives Luton compared to the devastation it causes Burnley to the point where people are crying and stuff on, on national radio. Um, it, you, you can't measure that effect, but you can, you know that it, it, it is going to have an effect. So if you go to Bolton and then don't do the job, then maybe it derails this feel good factor that's happening. I mean, the extra one didn't, but it's more higher profile. I think the FA cup, isn't it? And the Luton are so much more advanced back from when they are back then the evolution of this team has been so um, rapid and steep that when you get to this stage, I think if if you're not doing the job, then it could have a it could have a negative effect. Yeah, especially when you have got two weeks afterwards. Obviously, we won't have the Crystal Palace game um, ten or eleven days later. It'll be the Brighton game, which will be the next game if we don't win this one. So you've got two weeks dwelling on what's just happened and then you go against Brighton which is a tough game anyway and it's like oof, let's just win the game and mm. have some positive um, stuff to go to go with um, we'll come on to our score predictions in a minute but before we do is there anyone that hasn't been playing recently or didn't play on Friday night that you'd like to see play in this game Blimey, put me on the spot now. <laughs> That's what I'm here for, H. Go on. How about I throw one out at you then? Reese Burt, he was on the bench on Friday night. We were on about going full strength in this game, but would you like to see Reese Burt get some minutes in this one? Yeah. Yeah, I think before his um, injury, he um, he was playing really well. Um, so it'd be good to see him back. Um, even Mad Sanderson. Um He's another one that was having a really good run uh, before his injury, um, so it could be a good opportunity to to bring them back into the into the side. Yeah, I mean, I, I would agree with that. I think Mads Anderson. There's a question mark over his availability. I think he slightly pulled up, but oh, it's been. I mean, it's been forever since we've seen Reese Burt play. He has to he has to play, but maybe um, Potts as well because he's back in the squad, wasn't he? 
and he hasn't had a chance yet. He hasn't had a sniff. So, um, well, we've previously said, I think, that, that I'm happy with anyone that plays in that defence because I think they all stand up to the task, more or less. But um, it's maybe in the other um, areas where you have to be a bit more, not well drilled, but maybe in tune with the other players and what's going on. So if there's an opportunity there, perhaps I could see Cordy Wardrow coming in. Yep, Woodrow would be another one. Um, obviously, Jacob Brownlee is back from suspension now. Um, we don't know about his knee injury, but Rob did suggest that he'd be okay for this one. Mm, but if did. he's not, you've got two weeks after, or near enough two weeks after this game. So, you know, might be worth saving him for that. We've got plenty of options on that left side now anyway. We've just played Jordan Clark there for 90 minutes. Before that, Tahith Chong played there. Uh, Brown, if he's fit, can play there. Obviously, Chio can play there. Giles can play there, Doughty can play there. So there's so many options down that side. I'd like to see us go pretty strong though. I'd like to see us get the get the game won, go into the next round, um and take our chances in this competition, you know. Build up a little bit of momentum, particularly away from home. If we can get a couple of wins away from home, hmm. then that'll do wonders when it comes to away from home in the Premier League. Obviously, if it is Crystal Palace, if you win at Crystal Palace in the FA Cup, you've got to go to Crystal Palace in the league a month later or six weeks later or whatever it is, knowing full well that you've already done it. I mean, there can't be no greater confidence boost than that. And on the flip side, they know full well that you've already beaten them in the league and will have beaten them in the cup on their own patch. Well, I'm convinced that was the sort of part of the reason why they went full strength in the first game against Bolton anyway it was certainly I would imagine the game plan is to like go out there and do the business quite early on you get to half, either half time or the 60 minute mark and then you change it around for as many subs as about five still in it so you can make that many subs and um, give other people a go it just didn't turn out like that because the first half was a dud and then the, the second half was just um then back to the wall and do it. Did, did a good job to be fair let's be honest uh, you know if to ha- hand it to them and give them credit but Luton weren't clinical enough and they, they didn't deserve to get anything so they haven't nope didn't um the one thing I'm looking forward to in this game H is if we score we can celebrate it because there's no VAR up at Bolton and um well given how useless B- uh, VAR was in the first game it's certainly no bad thing that they Ain't got it in the replay. <laughs> no, we won't miss VAR in this one, that's for sure. Um, I mean, you know, in the Premier League, we've got so used to, if we have scored a goal, it's like, can we celebrate? Can't we celebrate? Don't know if we're going to have to wait. Or um, So yeah, if we can get some goals, it would be really good to to celebrate properly and not have that worry. Well, indeed, yep. That's the madness of the whole thing, isn't it? <laughs> that we can have VAR in one tie in the same tie but just like the replay and you don't have it in the next one and then I think they've ruled it out for later in the stage late, late in the competition I'm pretty sure I read that they're not going to have it for semi-final I mean I may have dreamt that but. I, mean, I mean you did read it <laughs> yeah. it's for the other cup that you read it for but right. the league cup because right, okay. Middlesbrough haven't got the technology so they're not doing it in any of the semi-finals and um, no one cares about the other cup do they I mean we got knocked out far too early so uh, <laughs> ever since they changed the name I don't even know what it's called. Yeah. <laughs> Just turn up and what will be will be. Um, score predictions then. We got it spectacularly wrong. We did. In the first game. So we'll let Helen go first <laughs> um, with this one. You honestly can't get no worse than 4-2 that we predicted in that first game. I mean, we could still be playing it now and it wouldn't be 4-2. Um, but how do you see this replay going, H? Well, my prediction for the game at Kenilworth Road uh, between me and the family was 3-0. 
Um, again, spectacularly wrong. <laughs> Didn't come anywhere close. Well, he was never uh, in any danger of the nil part being wrong, that's for sure. No. Um, but I would like to say for Tuesday, 3-1 to Luton. I think they will get a goal, but we'll, we'll have the upper hand. If they do score, I hope it's Cameron Jerome who scores. Yeah. Yeah, that okay. would be nice. Yeah, I mean, it would be uh, as long as the game's done by then. I don't want any, uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> don't want any, um, yeah, having to fight back or anything. I, I'm going to go. I'm going to think they're going to keep it tight again. I and mean, they are still a very good side. They are top uh, towards the top of League One and, and going really well. They would have got confidence from what they did at Kenworth Road. Uh, I don't think it would be pretty. I still don't think that they'll offer much if that was their best. Who knows? Um, so I'm going to go very, very low scoring and just say 1 0 Luton. We don't discuss this before we do these podcasts, do we? But that's exactly the same score that I think it'll be. Um, I kind of think it'll be like the Exeter game, only we'll get the goal this time rather than them. I mean, that Exeter game looked like until we made that mistake at the back stick, that would. They could still be playing that now. What's that? Six months later, yeah. still be nil nil. Um, but yeah, I've, there's got to be enough talent in whatever side Rob Edwards picks for us to score a goal against this lot in 180 minutes. Again, no disrespect to them, but they're two divisions below us for a reason. We've, you know, the attacking players that we've got are in form, which they weren't back then, were they? Because Morris was just about to score his goal at Everton. And, Obviously, Elijah was still finding his feet in the Premier League and I'm trying to think who played that night. Chong played, hadn't really done too much. and I can't actually think who the other forward players were. That's how awful that night was. But yeah, so 1-0 for me. So we'd probably end up 4-2 this time, wouldn't it? Spectacularly <laughs> wrong yeah. the other way around. 1-0 for me, 1-0 for James, 3-1 for Helen. Let's have your score predictions. You're still crap at these guys, although there were a few 2-1 Burnleys and you were close to that uh, for the last game. Let's have them in the comments. If anyone gets it right, we will give you a shout out in the review podcast, which will come along later in the week, depending on how long it takes me to get back from Bolton on Tuesday night, depend on when we record it. Now it'll be out. It'll be out before the weekend. So um, subscribe to wherever it is that you get your podcast and you'll find out exactly when it is when that review podcast drops. We are approaching a thousand subscribers on YouTube, actually. Thanks to everyone who subscribed since we started begging and asking <laughs> at the start of this month. We really appreciate it. We would love to get up to a thousand by the end of this month. We have got a giveaway planned and it's a good one. So if we can get to a thousand subscribers, we will unleash that for you. And you'd have to, I reckon you'd have to be a subscriber to stand a chance of winning. That's the rules, right? We just made it up. You absolutely will. Well, if you didn't have to, you do now. Um, <laughs> So yeah, please, please, please subscribe. Um, and as I say, when we get to a thousand, we will do that giveaway for you all. Um, until then though, that's it for this episode of the podcast. My thanks to James and to Helen for keeping me company. Slightly shorter than usual this one, but we pretty much said everything that we had to say when we previewed the original tie. Not a great deal is going to change in 10 days. So um, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. If you're going, please respect that um, tribute before the game on Tuesday night. As we said, be loud, be proud. It's going to be quite an atmosphere, I would imagine, at the Tough Sheet Community Stadium.
I've got through the whole podcast. You know, I've not called it what I <laughs> thought I would call it. So that's a result. Uh, hopefully Luton pick up the result. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Thanks to the Hightown Club for staging this podcast. Thanks to Sean Grant and the Wolfgang for the intro music and to Ed Smith Creative for all the designs and everything that you see on our set. Until after the replay, well, come on, you hatters. Everyone in it has got this massive soul. We're looking people.